0: poker show tonight. It's Sam Trickett. He talks the 250k buy-in, he talks the big game, and he talks, stack it off, Johnny effing Chan. Welcome to the Poker Show. Here's some highlights from tonight's
1: show. It's been a while since I went to a final or been in a tournament with a short stack. Player. I've always seemed to have big stacks recently. I didn't sleep the whole night before because I was playing with the Macau guys upstairs in the cash games. <laughs> no. It was like a Darwin oh, Moonstyle, You just sat there, just played your hand and won, yeah. Him, he was like going yeah yeah i used to be like you when i was 24 25 he's like he's like i used to just win all my all-ins and stuff and i was like i was just looked at him i was like Are you really giving bad beat stories and he just felt a little bit hard done by that day um but well, since then i've run like god Chuck- yeah. chuckled to myself and thought thank god John John, John, johnny johnny heads yeah. up it's like rounders isn't yeah. it and it was just like i did laugh to myself yeah. yeah and then i stacked him. yeah i lived in cape town teaching out there i was right. teaching in an office like people how to play like mid stakes and uh, micro stakes yeah I think Jungle Man's, um obviously a world class player he? Yeah. yeah he played in the, 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 the ring game he, he played decent and so I think you've got to put him start putting him uh, up there with the, the best players as well james wants me to go to macau like desperately <laughs> yeah he needs me to go there so i'm gonna go there because the game's running but i'm not in too much of a rush to go back just yet because i heard the lineup's like pretty tough anyway at the minute do you know what i mean it's not like the usual game and it's pretty tough and it's like said out of like all the old school pros i think he's like the best that i've ever played yeah. with i've got a really good record in the world series i've only played like 20 events and i've got like seven eight caches so and you just kind of like i don't know <laughs> call and turn it into a buff like ever like i do every yeah. time <laughs>
0: One thing in poker, the rise to the top can be very quick indeed, but I don't recall someone zooming to the top of the poker world and dominating uh, faster than Sam Trickett, British player. Now, if you don't know Sam Trickett, you haven't been paying attention. He has been everywhere and done everything in poker, both tournaments and cash games, gone from pretty much unregarded in the last year and a half to a guy who is... Playing with the the Duans, the Ivies, the the Antoniuses in Macau, destroying them, plus uh, absolutely tearing apart the tournament world. Uh, I'll just tell you, you, you know, from my experience, uh, a couple of years ago, Sam came and played in the in the World Open. I remember, and uh, you know, he he went out making some uh, very very aggressive three bet move and everyone was kinda like, oh well, uh, you know, this is a guy who's kinda raw. Then he goes off to the World Series of Poker, gets six caches in the World Series after only playing like eight events. You know, but best result was it was the it was the most British caches uh at the World Series in twenty ten. And also he won the most money out of any British player. However, because he didn't, you know, get that bracelet, best finish, I think a second, people were just kinda like, oh yeah, well, then he goes off to Mora, massive chip leader final table, and gets done and dusted at the final table, losing, like, I think seven coin flips or something like that, uh, but comes to the World Open and played brilliantly. At the heads up, at the final table, this is after making the the five bet on Andrew Roble with the, I think it was the 3-5 suited, and then, uh, you know, just making some brilliant plays. He makes a play. And it was a river bet against uh, Yevgeny Timoshenko, who's a brilliant player. And the situation was just, was was one of those situations where on the river, Yevgeny's bet, and... of people would have called, and 20% of people would have folded. And that was pretty much, those are the only two plays you could make in the hand. Except Trickett found a a check raise bluff all in there. Uh, That was literally, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, one of the greatest plays, just because of the level of thought and everything that that I'd seen on, on televised poker in a long time. Then he goes off to Macau absolutely destroys the cash games there. Uh, Rumors had it he was playing head-up with Johnny Chan, beating him, goes down to the Aussie Millions, wins the $100,000 buy-in tournament there, which is the super high roller, destroyed everyone. Then comes second in the the quarter of a million-dollar buy-in, which they just got at the last second. You know, what a whirlwind it's been for Trickett. And this is a guy – Very much feet on the ground, level-headed, and all you can say is, you know, when you talk to him and when you watch him play, this is no joke. Uh, This is not a a one-shot thing. Uh, Trickett, and and Trickett really, uh, funny enough, I mean, even though he has played a lot on the internet and and this sort of thing, he is a kind of a little more old-school player who really has come out the game, you know, uh, grinding his way up fast, but uh, in a lot of the live-action tournaments and, and the live cash games. Anyway, uh, very excited to be able to talk to him, and well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about it, but uh, we'll be back with uh, the guy who right now is the hottest player in poker, Sam Trickett.
1: Hi, I'm Roland de Triple Crown winner, and this is the Poker Show with Mickey Dane. I mean Jesse May.
0: Hey Jesse, it's Kim Lansing here. If you don't have a Party Poker account, sign up today using the bonus code Poker Show, and we'll match your first deposit up to $500. That's $400 more than normal, but you have to use the bonus code Poker Show. Already got a Party Poker account? We've got something for you too—an exclusive reload bonus. Redeposit using the bonus code Poker Show
1: 50, and we'll match your deposit up to $50.
0: Caught up with Sam in Paris a few weeks ago just before the final table for the WPT event. Uh, the first prize there was like 200,000 euros or something, which sounds like a lot of money, until you've been walking in the circles that Trickett has lately, and yet he was still able to bring his focus to that final table, play brilliantly, uh, didn't really do any good, but was doing just what the table allowed, uh, th- that sort of thing, and his, his focus was very intense, and you know, guys like uh, Dwan and Antonius, you have to say, when they get into these big cash games and they're having success, their tournament game really has suffered, but but not Trickett who really, for a guy who was on a whirlwind, uh, seems to have his feet completely on the ground. Anyway, here is part one of my interview with Sam Trickett. So I'm here with the hottest man on the planet, as far as poker is concerned, Sam
1: Trickett. Sam, you're sitting here waiting for your final table to start. Yeah, yeah I've, uh, I thought it started at three, so I got here nice and early for a change, and uh, it starts at four, so I'm already disappointed. <laughs> I wonder if you had got, like, mixed feelings about this final, because I know you were at the EPT, the final in Villamore, massive chip leader, yeah. and that was probably one of the worst days you've ever had in poker. That was terrible, yeah, I, I felt a little bit hard done by that day, um, but... <laughs> Since then, I've run like God, so hopefully... You can't uh, complain, but yeah, then, yeah. You know, today here you are, short stack at, at the final table,
0: and I mean, how do you feel about it? Yeah, it's, it's much... been
1: a while since I went to a final or been in a tournament with a short stack. Like, I've always seemed to have big stacks re- recently, and I had a big stack in this with like 10 left, I was second in chips and comfortable, but I just lost like four or five flips around, around the bubble, um, which was a shame because I was building chips really well in other small pots, but then I was losing a lot of all-ins. But I'm quite comfortable to play, like I've got 14, 15 big blinds, I'm quite comfortable. To play that. I know what I'm going to do already. I know what I'm just going to play tight and wait for some decent spots and uh, hopefully get a double up. And then I can't three bet fold at the minute, which is kind of annoying because that was working. <laughs> I've got a three bet. I've got goal in, which is obviously a lot more risky. So I'll probably just be knitting it up for a little bit. Now, I mean,
0: from seeing you play, like the last couple of times I've seen you and, and I haven't seen you for a couple of months, which has been been massive for you. But it just looks like the game is is easier for you right now. Like I don't know, do decisions come easy, or is it, are you? Are you just having making the, the tough decisions? Well, do you think
1: um, definitely decisions are like getting easier for me as I, um, for the, over the last six months have. Anyway, because obviously I went to Cape Town and played like so many hands over there, maybe half a million hands that year, and it just helped me just get used to boards and flops and like which which boards are to see better. Did you say, Cape Town. Yeah, I lived in Cape Town teaching out there. I was right. teaching in an office, like people how to play, like mid stakes and uh, micro stakes. Cash ah, this games. With poker fun. Yeah, yeah. I was teaching them how to break even and um, make money online and that's what I was doing so like they'd put me they'd like, put the hand up when they had a tough decision or go back through the hold'em tracker with me and sometimes it was like a really tough spot for me like they have queens and it's just like as a six, seven, eight, and they get check rates flop, and what do they do and you just kind of like I don't know <laughs> <laughs> call and turn it into a buff like ever, like I do every yeah. time <laughs> yeah I know um, yeah so and I got put into these positions like so often and I just came a lot more familiar with them so now like when um uh, especially in tournaments because you don't get that too many tough decisions in tournaments because it's not as deep stacked but in cash games it's definitely improved my game like post-flop um, just, like, knowing what caused the barrel and knowing good, good good bluff spots and bad bluff spots. and.
0: I mean, like, obviously, you know, you, you're in good form, you're running in good, but don't you think it's kind of weird that, you're, that your tournament form and your cash game form are hitting Shrine at the same time? That seems really rare in poker.
1: Yeah, it's maybe because sometimes when people are in form in tournaments, they probably just stick to tournaments and just, because that's what they're doing well in, but, like, I've always done well in cash, and I've like, always played kind of both on... The, the same time as well I've never really done one or the other um, cash has always been I've always did, done well on cash from the word go but tournaments has been a bit uh, a bit more high variance I've had the bad runs and good runs but at the minute I just I couldn't really wish for any more um, anything more than what I've had over the last six months all going well and uh, a bit disappointed not to have won the 250k because I think I felt it you know what I mean I could f- I, I heard a story from that I won't talk about that while, but I yeah. just heard a story from that that
0: something happened heads up where you miscounted your stats yeah, like it it's Dale. kind
1: of my own fault in a, a bit of a way because like I didn't sleep the whole night before because I was playing with the Macau guys upstairs in the cash games <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I played game. flat out yeah all and night then, and
0: then you've been up all night yeah. and then they were like well let's start up a quarter million yeah, yeah. and we are like well I've been up all night yeah, <laughs> oh God, I'll like go and, and I'll spot. play it through yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I was like I played it and I, um, to be honest in that tournament um, it was like a crapshoot and I didn't do anything special didn't really play as well as I've been lately I just played my hand and did, made the right decisions I think in the hand but just got lucky every time I was all in flopped sets and just you know just like stand some, like Darwin Moonstar like it was like a Darwin Moonstar oh, right. you just sat there and just played your hand and won yeah but then heads up I got like I made some mistakes like technical uh, technical mistakes that I don't know haven't been doing definitely for the last 12 months like th- at one stage I didn't realise he only had 14 big blinds I thought he had more and I just wasn't counting and I wasn't thinking about the right. game as much as I have been I was just like playing my hand right and uh, eric Played better than me heads up. And what do you what do you make of him? Was it was that the first time you'd come across? No, I, I played with him uh, in the World Series, not this year, the year before. And I said out of like all the old school pros, I think he's like the best that I've ever played with. Because yeah. he just he's like he's adapted with the game. He knows and like he takes different lines against different opponents, which is like really good. Like he knows what lines to take. Like if it comes like a paired flop, like a deuce deuce eight, he'll never bluff raise the flop because he knows he can't rep too much. But I think a lot of the old school pros don't really know that. And I think he just knows what he's representing and he bluffs. Him Deep spots. I think he's really impressed me every time I've played with him.
0: I've been the Poker Million. I'd never really gotten to watch him before, and it seemed to me like he's got this um, unbelievable table image. That he's happy to sit there and look like the old tight guy, yeah. and then all of a sudden he'll just come in there with this full four and, bet.
1: You know? Yeah, that's what I mean. And <laughs> he doesn't. He's, he's got really good um, good instincts as well. And it's just hard to beat a guy like that. I kind of knew what he was doing because i played him a lot now, I and mean, I knew he was like he'd come in with a three bet and a four bet, and, I, and like I seen one of his hands that he's just three bet and hands like for six four. Often he's just not he's not like he's just playing he's just playing the position and the spot rather than his hand which is like I don't think a lot of the old school players do that as right. much do you know what I mean it's like a lot of the online do with three but any two but I think they like to have like a jack ten suited or do you know what I mean an eight nine yeah. suited to date them plays but he's just he's he's really impressed me every time I played with him
0: now you have got involved in these in these bigger cash games you're sitting down you do obviously with like Durr, Ivy and Antonius do you in the World Open it seemed like. You were very comfortable. In fact, more comfortable playing turns and rivers
1: and that sort of thing.
0: Is that is that what
1: what the game up there is really all about? Yeah, I'm so much more comfortable post flop than I am pre flop. Like pre flop, in like, can come it can become like a little bit of a guessing game sometimes. You know what I mean? Like that's a good spot for him to have it. He's free vent the button out. He could have it. It's just like a lot of a lot of it's kind of a guessing game for me. And post flop, I just really feel like comfortable. Whatever decision I make is going to be the right one. It's like not too often I've been caught bluffing in like big pots in the last few months so it's going really well I'm like, and I'm making good decisions on rivers I, I can kind of get a feeling for what they, my opponent has if he's strong or weak by the river especially if he's an unexperienced opponent but against players like Patrick and stuff, it's still tough playing turns and rivers against those guys I'm the best now and I smash it now I'm proofing ready i European side i American side if you don't wind me up anymore I'm sending everyone broke
0: and that's the problem <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Dragon here. You're listening to the Party Poker Show with Jesse May and Party Poker. I think you really start to come away with an idea of, of what a nice guy Sam Trickett is. And, you know, he, he kind of mentions the, the guys he came up with uh, Ben Vincent, James Aikenhead. He's been very highly regarded as a player. For a couple of years, uh, you know, in, in the circles of, of the British sort of poker elite. Um, but it's just recently and that he's made that jump. And it's funny how, you know, results kind of dictate the public's opinion in that even though he had those six caches of the World Series of poker, you know, and probably, you know, was a flip or two away from, uh, from winning a couple of bracelets, uh, people are like, well, he doesn't have a bracelet. And even though he was massive chip leader of final table, EPT, Villamore and that sort of thing, you know, it didn't take any notice. Uh, but the players in the big game have noticed. And, you know, Trickett is very uh, careful uh, and uh, respectful not to talk about results in these big cash games in Macau because th- these things aren't cool. Um, you know, these are private private matters. But, listen, he's winning. The rumors have it. And, and. uh you know, you can follow him on Facebook. He says little things. And the fact is, you know that these guys are starting to take notice of him and respect him. Uh, he, he was a first alternate and got a seat in the NBC Heads Up Championship. And, you know, that's because of guys like Dwan and Ivy and, and Antonius uh, mentioning, look, this guy is, is a big player. He's here now. Um, you better start to take notice of him. And people are. So uh, and wait, wait to hear what this great thing he says about Johnny Chad. Here's part two. Of my interview with Sam Trickett. I know you're a really cool, like, level-headed guy, <laughs> but hasn't there been any kind of moments in the last couple of months or something when you were like, "Oh my God, here I am, deep stacked in a pot with I"? I mean, that's. that's I, how you pinch yourself. Yeah, yeah, I
1: have, yeah, because obviously it's happened really quick for me. I like, I always believed in my ability and thought that I would be like, I could compete with the best players in the world at some stage, and I wasn't ready a couple of years ago. But the last year, I've improved my game a lot, and now I feel like I can sit at the table with pretty much anyone and just do it do okay. But I remember sitting in, the, in Macau when I first went there and I was playing the side games. I was playing a three-handed game with Johnny Chan and Jeff LaSandra. And then Jeff LaSandra quit and I was just playing Johnny Chan heads up. And I did actually think, this is, I like, did like a little chuckle, yeah. chuckle to myself and thought, thank John, Johnny, Johnny Chan heads up. It's like rounders, isn't yeah. it? And it was just like, I did laugh to myself, yeah. yeah. And then I stacked him and I was like, that, that was good. <laughs> it was, that was really good. It felt like i just won a tournament or something. Was he like, who are you, who
0: is this guy? Or yeah, he yeah,
1: right? he did. No, I don't think he had any idea who I was. Um... Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the Americans don't really know who I, uh, who I am anyway um, before this World Series I've, I've got my name out there a little bit with the, the cashers and um, it's coming second in the 5k but um, certainly just recently the Americans have started to notice who I am so I, I don't think he knew them and, and I mean did... Do you think that they're, you kind of feel like they're looking for you,
0: or you're running good and now you're looking for them, or is it just kind of like, you know, if they're there, that's what's happening?
1: Yeah, well, I'm not, like, going out my way looking for anyone or trying to prove anything. I'm just, um, I don't know, but when I'm at the table, I think, I feel like everybody knows who I am now, which is, like, also you've got to take into consideration when you make, when you're running bluffs and stuff, because they're already aware that you're, like, that type of player, so... Um, you've just got to like try and work out what they how they perceive you, and just try and make the best decisions.
0: How do you separate those guys out? I mean, if, if I say the big three are Durr, Ivy, and Antonius, would you would you agree with that? That they're kind of like,
1: you know, right now. Yeah, I would say, especially them three for the last two three years as well. I think they've just been a cut above everybody else, and they're renowned for the best three plays in the world for me. Um, and yeah, I think Jungleman's. Um, obviously, and he a was there, class player. Wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he played in the the, the, the ring game. He, he played decent, and so I think you've got to put him, start putting him. Uh, up there with the, the best players as well because he's proven it all the t- every day online, isn't he? So.
0: What kind of guy is he? Is he very level-headed, cool? Big I didn't speak to like
1: him. too much. I went out for dinner with him. Uh, with he's the... young. I mean, he's very yeah, young. yeah. Um, he's okay. He seems like he's quite a chilled guy. Um, I didn't speak to him too much, so it's hard for me to give too much of, like, uh, of, of an opinion on him. But he seemed quite cool. And and Ivy. I mean, to me, Ivy's always seemed like a guy who
0: just is. It's impossible for him to tilt. Like he's got that super zone. Is he like that, or does he
1: seem? Is he more like a regular kind of laugh it was kind of funny guy. yeah because I've never like played with him too much but I played him in the Aussie Millions uh, the 250k and he had a short stack and I'm like he was just moaning about being short stack because I know he hates being short stacked. he really yeah. wanted to have a stack and he was like going to me I was sat next to him he was like going yeah yeah I used to be like you when I was 24, 25 he's like, he's like I used to just win all my all-ins and stuff and I was like I was just looked at him I was like are you really giving bad beat stories and he just started laughing and he's just, and was just like he's um, he, I I don't know. Whatever he says at the table is going to be funny because he's just got this aura about him. Hasn't he? yeah. He's Just, I think him, him on himself is like a different lead to the rest of them. Yeah. he's Just like got the all-round toughness that a poker player should have, and obviously wow. he's got the biggest bankroll, which is always <laughs> nice. Um, yeah he's I think for me he's, the, he's head and shoulders above the rest of the field now does it, does it
0: feel especially for you as far as you know being the British guy you know among all the Americans obviously Patrick's not American but he yeah. almost seems like <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like one of them do you kind of feel you know I know like you know you got a group of guys James Borden and yeah. stuff like that who are really flying the flag thank and you and that sort of thing <laughs> uh, so does, do you kind of
1: think about that or are you hanging out with a lot of the guys in Australia the British guys and stuff like no, that no I don't yeah I still I still hang with all my friends like James Aikenhead and um, he's my good friend Ben Vinson and uh, they're like my friends. Will always be my good friends. Like when I I first went into poker, that's who we was all in the same position and we've all done well. So we've like grown up together and like helped each other along the way. So they'll always be my friends deep down. But like James Board's one of my best friends now. He's done a lot for me and he just taught me a lot off the table as well. Um, But I don't see myself in a different league or a different category yet. Like. I still feel like I've got lots of proving poker I haven't been around too long Well, Anyone can go on a heater for like six months if you like I mean when you look at this year coming up because I know you're talking about playing more tournaments and obviously the cash games are there. What's what's the goal? I mean, what Yeah, that's I've been asked this. Obviously, I really want to win a bracelet. Just um, slightly like icing on the cake. I just feel right. like it's the biggest title six you can ca- get.
0: Was it six cashes?
1: Yeah, fun. I got so deep. And I got a, like, there was one hand that was, was like the worst beat of all of them for me because even the 5K where I came second, the final table was so tough. It was just full of old sharks. And it was yeah. just like, when I was sat on the final table, I was thinking, it's still going to be bloody hard to win this. But there was another tournament of 1,500. I was like 15. 15 left, and every single player was just so bad. Like the <laughs> sound but it was just really bad. Right. And it was just like playing so tight. And I and I lost the chip lead where I got it all in the flop. He had two outs, and he got me. Uh, that was the monster pot, and I really felt that was my best shot at a bracelet this year, yeah. rather than the other ones because I was second in chips anyway, and I felt like I was going to win it. So if I'd have won that pot, just held there, I would have been a good spot. But I've got a really good record in the World Series. I've only played like 20 events, and I've got like seven, eight cashes. So I'm just gonna I'm going to play loads more events this year, and hopefully. Get a bracelet. And what about what about Europe? What about EPTs, WPTs? It's like I was just saying to you, I've only ever played like two EPTs and one WPT, so I'm going to make an effort now to play more. because I've done decent well in them as well. There's like, no reason for me not to be playing them. I've seen the, some decent value in them. So I'm going to travel a little bit more and try and get a few more results. Well, what about that travel? Have you woken up at any point in the last six months and thought, geez, another suitcase, another hotel I want to be in? Yeah, over? 100%. That's how I kind of feel now. I can't wait to go out of Paris and I should, like, I should be excited about the final team. And I, I just want to go in there do my thing get out and go home I've been you're back not going to be passing the ace nine <laughs> no, no no that's not getting folded um, yeah so I'm obviously going to try my best because the title means more to me than the money if you like it would be really nice for me to clinch your title now but um, but I just I, I'm kind of wanting to have a, a week at home in London relaxing my friends go out because I'm not even going out and stuff I'm just, I mean, it's good that my girlfriend I've got back my girlfriend just recently I was with her four years before and I've just got back with her now so it's and that I'm back with her makes me a bit happier. So, um, but I kind of want to get home and have a few nights out and get have a few beers with my friends. But like, I mean, the games are calling. The, the schedule's so full on. I know right? that everyone's saying like, what are you doing next? Like. It- um, James wants me to go to Macau like desperately <laughs> yeah, needs me to go there so I'm going to go there because the game's running but I'm not in too much of a rush to go back just yet because I heard the lineups like pretty tough anyway at the minute do you know what I mean it's not like the usual game and it's pretty tough and it's like the game's full a lot so I'm just going to go there probably after Copenhagen and just see what's going on and then i up probably end up and it's going to start getting time for Vegas pretty soon after Yeah, that. yeah, and then I'll probably, I always have, like, before Vegas, I'll always have, like, a couple of weeks just chilling and try and get in the gym a little bit and try and get fresh and then just hit the World Series flat out, like, I play it every day the first three or four weeks I won't be going out partying again and I made that mistake a few years ago but this year I didn't I, I, last year sorry Really? Right. I, I didn't go out partying in the first two or three weeks after the two or three weeks I did Yeah. Uh, and then, but like the main event I've never even made day two and it's, I've only played it twice but it's like it's the easiest event to make day two of in the world <laughs> but i just I've been just been poked out by the time the main event comes and, do you know what I mean day, I just yeah. kind of want to get out of the way and go home so yeah. I'm going to have a little break before the main event and make nice. a big effort for that this year as nice. well alright cheers good luck yeah. Good, luck to, good luck today yeah thanks Jesse right.
0: yo Phil Helmy 11 time world champion of poker bragging again you're here listening to the poker show with Jesse May hey guys it's Kara Scott here enter your email address at thepokershowlive.com and get the show delivered twice a week quite amazing I think And. Quite, quite exciting when you think about what the next year uh, might hold for Sam Trickett. It's going to be a, a big year, an important year, because you, you know how it is in poker. You, there's always someone out there trying to test you. And uh, in these big games, you know, we saw guys like Townsend and, and, and you've seen Jungleman. You know, guys step up to the big game. They have a lot of success. And then the ones who were there, they're protecting their turf. They will come after you uh, until you either uh, prove – that you belong there, and they're going to give you plenty of shots and plenty of money to try and work it out, or uh, or they tap you, as as Bobby Baldwin uh, did with Townsend, and then sent him back uh, to the to the lower stakes games a couple of years ago. So uh, Trickett's got, to, but this guy, you know, I I really like the head on his shoulders, and I think a lot of people do, and believe that he's going to make the the smart decisions. Beyond that, his tournament game is uh, is off the charts right now and you gotta look for him to be doing well at the World Series of Poker so right now wherever Trickett goes I should be on him and uh, really just can't wait to see what he's gonna do next that's uh, that's all we got time for tonight my thanks to our guest Sam Trickett and we'll see you next time